0: the latest on your Raiders and the NFL, your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Mote.
1: Welcome back. It's Silver and Black today, an Odyssey Radio podcast. Also heard on The Bet in Las Vegas, if you're listening to us on the radio, hello. Thanks for being with us. Mo Moat and Scott Goldbranson back with you. And this segment, we get to focus in on the Raiders opponent this week. And that, of course, is the Chicago Bears. And uh, to do that, we're bringing in Dan Bernstein from six seventy the score in the place of my birth, Chicago, Illinois.
0: Yes, ah. Dan. I'm a native. Now, Chicago, Chicago, or suburban Chicago claiming to be Chicago.
1: actually, a <laughs> suburb. I was born in the suburbs. My parents are both from the city. My dad grew okay. up in Austin long time ago, uh, different neighborhood back then. Uh, but mm-hmm. he grew up in Austin. and then my mom, in the city, too. But then she moved out to Norwood Park and I was born in Park Ridge. So Northwest suburbs.
0: All right. Yeah. No, Norwood Park's a city. Yeah, that That's good. Some people are saying, you know, they're from, you know, like Bartlett or Antioch <laughs> or something and claim Chicago. So, you know, just just holding you to it. That's all.
1: <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm old enough to remember uh, when when you said to somebody, hey, I'm going to McHenry or like when your country now it's like the suburb. It's, it's crazy. To think about that, how much the city has grown over the years. Uh, But we certainly appreciate you joining us to talk about the Bears. Well, where to start? I mean, you look at what's been happening there this year, and when you're in week seven and people are talking about the draft already, you kind of know where (laughs) you're at. But give us kind of a sense for the state of the Bears, not only on the field, which we know about, of course, the Justin Fields injury and what's happening there, but also off the field with the organization, the front office. What's going on in Chicago these days?
0: It's a mess. We're we're here again. We're we're here in the place that that we live. It's 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 like Shrek's swamp. It's it's <laughs> it's gross and dis- because we know it all too well. The Bears are being the weird team again, and despite having cleared the decks with a new general manager and a new plan and all that cap space and the top overall pick. Now everything is uncertain, and in large part, it's because of their new team president, Kevin Warren, and his new status as the first non-McCaskey family member who is nominally in charge of the team. So we don't know. No one really knows, and he's keeping his powder dry right now publicly. There's all sorts of presumptions. They say the Bears have, and they haven't, ever fired a coach in season those precedents don't mean anything now. It's our comfortable state of uncertainty and distrust, and figuring out who's brought in, whose guy, and who was picked by whom. And it sucks, but it's sort of it's comfortable to us.
2: So, Dad, I just I like to get the temperature of the fan base every time I talk to a reporter and for another team, and just. In the offseason, I was high on Justin Fields. I felt like he was going to take a big step this year. Has the fan base turned on Justin Fields yet, or is it still the blame is on Matt Eberflus and his coaching staff? Where, where are the fans on this one?
0: Well, I mean, it, everybody – these coaches are idiots, and that's just kind of a <laughs> everything. But it, I, I, it's hard. I, I do think, for the most part, people really like Justin Fields and root for him, but he regressed – this year everything we were told about the offseason about he was going to learn to be more anticipatory with his throws not rely as much on his feet understand how to read coverages how to find the hot guy it's not there and he's the guy can be at one point last year i said every snap to justin fields felt like a Devin hester punt return or kickoff return it was that exciting It was that spectacular, but you got to play quarterback in this league. And I think it's all, I, I don't think it's a zero sum game about who's at fault for this failure. I think it is his own inability to grasp some things and just the latest iteration of an incompetent coaching staff. So I, I think people are disappointed. I think that's it's really what it is. I think we I think we're disappointed that we trusted another group of people to give us something we've never really experienced before, which is an actual star NFL quarterback. So it's too bad. And 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 now now we're in the all too Chicago dynamic of the backup who is exciting everybody because he's the backup and he's the, you know, the hard scrabble young great story from schmuck state who is undrafted and you know in in this city that's the first chance you have for a great white hope he just he checks every box for every meatball to come out there and 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 be just screaming for him to succeed because he represents the everyman
1: yeah interesting stuff and and like i said before we went on the air i was born in chicago so we I know this because my family goes through I, my family that's still there. Uh, the backup quarterback is always a Chicago Bears favorite player. It seems like it, <laughs> it seems that way from the time I was growing up. Uh, when you look at the offense, though, you talk about Justin Fields, obviously there and regressing the Bears running games seem to be getting into better shape. Rashawn Johnson, Khalil Herbert, obviously he's on the IR. Johnson seems like he's getting ready to come back. Is he going to make it back this week? Don't know. Uh, and what a boost. No, he's not going to make it don't back. Don't know.
0: He, he don't know. He remains in concussion protocol, so that's uncertain. I'm not exactly sure how long they give him officially before they have to rule on that. And it's they they brought back Darrington Evans, who's mm-hmm. a, a, a tiny little scat back who was on a practice squad elsewhere, who was on the team last year. Deontay Foreman, I thought was better, and he's he can run a little bit, cannot block, cannot block, and that, <laughs> that's a huge problem, problem. With, with a rookie quarterback back there. He just he got – and the miscommunications on the offensive line are causing problems and making bad blockers have to do things that they wouldn't otherwise have to do. Obviously, with this quarterback, you'd love to establish the run, and you'd love to tell a confused offensive line – zone outside zone inside push guys backward but i don't know that they have the talent to do that so this is this is a tall order for a lot of things stacking up against the bears bottom line after two weeks of outstanding offensive performance and actually finding dj Moore they have yet to find anything that they can consistently do well that they can go to and say look we need we need four yards we can, we know this play is going to get us four yards they don't have that.
2: So, then, now the Raiders fans talking about their offensive line, and we're critical of the offensive line play in in Vegas. What about in Chicago? Because I know you added Darnell Wright. uh, Nate Davis is there all as well. Tevin Jenkins, you know, battled injuries, trying to work his way back in. What is the state of that offensive line right now? Where are they in in their development and progression?
0: It's in trouble. Nate Davis sustained a high ankle sprain. He's going to be out multiple weeks. They plugged uh, Jatari Carter in there, who's – You know, he's a replacement level guard. Tevin Jenkins is big and powerful, but also hasn't necessarily been assignment sound. He's been late to blocks that has caused the propagating issues that you see when someone comes over to help someone else. Braxton Jones eligible to come back at left tackle. Maybe he will. Larry Borum has been functional at best. The problem's at center. And Mm. Cody Whitehair, who is a, a vet and a pro bowler formerly, and their plan was to move him from guard back to center this year. He, he was benched in the last mm-hmm. game. And Matt Eberflus lied about why he benched him. That he, there were six bad shotgun snaps and four in a row at one point. Low, high, inside, outside. It was everything Fields could do to just receive the snap. By that point. His eyes are down here. His eyes are up here. The play has started, and now he can't read anything because everything's already out of whack. I don't even know if Whitehair is going to start the game. So that the huge question is what they're doing in the interior of the offensive line. Their communication's been bad, and a veteran they relied on is it, – we, we, we honestly were asking, did he suffer an undiagnosed concussion? We'd watch re-watching that game, that he looked like there were actual cognitive issues going on out there.
1: Wow. Wow. Uh- Again, we're talking to Dan Dan, uh, <laughs> excuse me, Dan Bernstein from the ticket in Chicago show, nine noon there score. every Monday the through score. Friday. What's that? The, the score. score. Excuse me. Score. I'm sorry. How dare I? How dare I? Sorry. Um, so this defense, talk about it. We were talking in the previous segment, uh, Dan, about the fact that the defense, especially against the run, of course, the Raiders need to establish one. They have not been able to do it with Josh Jacobs, the former rushing championship from our champion from last year. <laughs> Uh, how what's going on up front with the Bears? Why are they doing so well? And uh, what does that look like Sunday against
0: the Raiders? Well, I think what happened uh, first of all the, the the Vikings suck. They have <laughs> they have nothing. And, and the, the Bears defense was good, but they the Vikings have nothing. They have nothing. And we were talking to Jaquan Brisker, and oh. in, in 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 a very Diplomatic way, he pretty much said the Vikings had nothing, and they knew what was coming out of the formations. And without Justin Jefferson, they they weren't a lot of worries up there, so they could stay in their cover two shell, having the starters back, having Kyler Gordon back, and having Tyreek Stevenson and Jalen Johnson back certainly helps things. Linebackers are solid. The front four is not good. The front four is. Trouble. And that's been the problem with the defense, where ideally in a base Tampa two, as you guys know well, Mm -hmm. that three technique, the under tackle who lines up in the outside shoulder of the weak side guard, that's your guy. That's the most talented player on the defense. Bears don't have that. So all of these talented linebackers, they spend all this money on Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards. They're good, but they're basically the cleanup crew for that front four and the, and the, the point of the spear that's supposed to be the three technique without that i'm worried that they can be they can be gashed if they're if they're in their base too deep safety shell designed to induce long drives and create opportunities for turnovers the turnovers haven't been there either
2: so from your perspective how has the defense changed between Alan, Alan Williams being there and after he
0: resigned,
2: like if, if any, how,
0: do you notice anything? For, first of all, he didn't resign. That was that was Alan pack your stuff and say you resigned and get the hell out of here and be careful what you put on your computer. But the it hasn't changed at all. I, I don't even know what Alan Robinson did. I really don't. And I, the fact that it took him five weeks to replace him, and when they did, they didn't even really? That they found some guy who's going to work from home in his underpants. They hired this guy, <laughs> Phil Snow, who's going to look. So he's coaching he, by Zoom. Apparently, yes. He's just he's looking. He isn't even. He's just looking over scouting reports. He's going to do some advanced scouting and send it to Eberflus. So we finally know what Eberflus actually does during a game, which is call the defensive plays. But this stuff is so it's anybody who was here during the Lovey Smith era. And or Rod Marinelli and, you know, Rod, because, right, he, he was in Vegas. Oh, and his daughter has that incredible restaurant in yes. um, out in, the, in the suburbs. Summer. Uh, La Strega. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of the best Italian restaurants I've ever been to, by the way. And yes. I've been to Rome and Florence and Venice and all through Italy. Her stuff is fantastic. But anyway, you know the Tampa 2 defense. It's the same stuff. It's the, it, it is, it's the same. Everything funnels to that weak side backer. Ideally, your, your middle linebacker is able to drop into zone coverage. And they just don't have the horses. They, they don't have the horses to make it work. They're not They're not getting turnovers. The answer is I don't think it's changed at all, and I wouldn't even know how to tell the difference between <laughs> Allen Williams or an AI who's calling the plays.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, Dan Bernstein from 670. The score in Chicago is our guest. What about Yannick Ngakwe? How's he doing? Former Raider?
0: Yeah, he's you know, (laughs) he's 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 got one trick. Yeah. And you you paid him a lot of money for his one trick. And we gotta see the trick more. (laughs) (laughs) You do one thing. You do one thing. Like get the quarterback on the ground. Yeah. That's your only job. And he's he's fine, I guess, but he's on another team every year. (laughs) Which what I guess he is, he reminds me of a of a high leverage baseball relief pitcher ah. who every year you never remember what team he's on. And some years he's pretty good and they does something good. You're like, Oh yeah, that guy's pretty good. And you don't remember the times when he's bad.
1: This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name, your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Yes. So the Raider fans had their eyes on two Chicago Bears specifically. Jalen Johnson, the quarterback, and of course Raiders need a quarterback, so they're asking, you know, Could Justin Fields be traded at some point? If you look into your crystal ball, are Justin Fields and or Jalen Johnson back in Chicago next year? Because I know there was a contract situation with Jalen Johnson where he denied that he was out of training camp because of the contract. It was something Mm -hmm. else. So there's a lot of talk about that. What is the future for those two young players?
0: Well, I hope for uh, the Justin Fields thing is probably over just because of this draft class. And mm-hmm. where, it, and it's too bad. And it's like I say, it's, it's just, it's, it's how, where we live as, as Chicago Bears fans and observers. I would be really disappointed if Jalen Johnson were traded. And I wouldn't be surprised because this is one of those NFL situations that always bugs me of not my guy, of, well, it's not, I didn't, I didn't draft this guy. The previous regime drafted this guy. And at some point, you get so cute with, your guys, your vision, and this resetting of the contract clock, and do we pay him or do we let somebody else pay him? How replaceable is he? The Bears have been through this with Kyle Fuller. I I think at some point you try to get too cute, and then you look up and you're like, oh, we forgot to sign good players. (laughs) And, and, And Jalen Johnson is so much better than his numbers show and you can look at and i and i know you can look at next gen stats and pro football focus and i i love all that stuff i do but i also think that when you watch every snap and you watch every game multiple times they don't throw at him he takes away a side of the field and he doesn't get a lot of these athletic interceptions he knocks away a lot of passes he is he's a really good player he's a very mature cool guy and I'll be very disappointed if somehow the Bears outsmart themselves into trading him or losing him because I think he's a piece you build with and around.
1: Yeah, fascinating to see what's going to happen, not only the rest of the season, and I know we're early in the season, but then, of course, when you move into the offseason, and Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison Jr. in Chicago Bear uniforms, is
0: that what you're thinking too? I I don't know. I'm I'm not sure about Caleb Williams because I think he might be like four feet tall. He looks (laughs) tiny to me. I want him measure seriously. Like I want, an, I want an actual like laser actual measurement, measurement of that dude, because I see what's going on with Bryce Young, and yeah. and what it what it has to say. He he is a special talent. Make no mistake. But I I am hearing people who I trust and respect say that this is the cleanest quarterback prospect yeah. since Andrew Luck, and they're talking about like you know back with Carson Palmer and John Elway and some of these. <sighs> I watch, I, I'm a Heisman voter, so I, oh, okay. I watch a lot of the big games, and I voted for him last year, and watched that Notre Dame game. Those were some NFL dudes up against him, mm-hmm. yes. and he got sped up. That he, he For the first time, I saw his, his clock, his targeting system get a little jumpy and a little sped up, so I'm not saying he's not great, and I'm not saying he's not the number one pick, but I'm... I want to watch some other guys before I, I I agree that he is this clean a prospect.
1: Interesting take. Well, we certainly appreciate it, Dan Bernstein from Six Seventy The Score in Chicago. Thanks for being with us, spending so much time. We appreciate you talking
0: Chicago Bears. No, oh, my pleasure. It's been a lot of fun.
1: All right, Dan, take care now. Take care. All right, there you go. You're inside the Chicago Bears. There, get a little uh, a little insight, Mo. And and uh, it's funny the comments he said there at the end about about Williams. I think that's starting to starting to come out. Right. I mean, it's early in the season. But when when you talk about NFL NFL evaluators and plus the fact that he's been hyped up so much, uh, it's interesting. And, you know, there you go. uh, With Dan being a Heisman voter, he would know he's watching all the big games.
2: Now, see, Dan didn't call him a bum, but if you went on X, (laughs) you would think he's going to be the biggest bust of all time after a bad game against Notre Dame. We'll see how he bounces back and how, if USC, you know, gets to the playoffs and how he plays against top-tier competition because, you know, that's going to be a thing. It's going to be part of his evaluation, assuming he does come out. How does he play against some guys, as Dan said, NFL dudes, because that's all he's going to be playing against once he gets to the pros.
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, And by the way, again, I know Raider fans have been through years of misery but nothing, nothing compares to to what bears and lions fans have gone through. Bears fans, because they had that one little period in the '80s when they won the Super Bowl, and that was it. Otherwise, it's been a lot of misery. So, uh, and you can see, I mean, sports radio in Chicago, and you heard it from Dan. I mean, it's it's brutal. So, like, if you're not winning, you, it's not a press conference like you see in Las Vegas. It's it's bad. So anyway, good times. All right, we're going to step aside, take a break. When we come back, we close out the show with our final segment. We're going to talk about the Raiders versus Bears. Moe's going to give his prediction. I will give mine. We'll talk a little bit about the starting quarterback situation as well. You're listening to Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast also heard here on The Bet in Las Vegas. Don't go anywhere.